You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Maddie Moon. Boy, am I excited for this episode, episode 165, where we're going to be talking about the four agreements. The four agreements is a book written by a man named Don Miguel Ruiz. And this book was, dare I say, a catalyst for a lot of change in my life. This book serves as a very strong North Star for a lot of the coaching that I do in my coaching practice as well, because the principles in them apply and work for any place you are in your life. They are um, very solid agreements to make with yourself and they can be flexible. They can change. You can morph them and you can make them your own, make them work in a way that's really going to help you step into your highest power and your alignment. And the reason why I'm doing this podcast today is because I went to a talk where Don Miguel Ruiz Jr., his son, came and spoke to us in Boulder at the Unity of Boulder uh, Spiritual Center. And this was, I think, now two days ago. And it's very fresh in my mind. I took so many notes. I was so excited, so invested in it, totally just it was the perfect thing that I needed, the reminder, the uh, inspiration, the little fire underneath my 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 hiney to get this podcast out here. And so what I want to do today is to try to condense and summarize what I learned in this talk. I don't want to share everything he said. And of course, there's no way, even if I said verbatim everything he said, there's no way I can explain it and share it in the way he did because he's very special and his own Don Miguel Ruiz junior way and I hope you have the opportunity and the chance to see him someday if you do I highly recommend you take advantage of it but what I want to talk about are the four agreements from the book the four agreements Um, him and his dad work hand in hand in a lot of this and he dove into these four agreements in his own special way and he made it a lot easier for me to understand exactly what they meant in this book of these four agreements so Without taking up too much time for an intro, I want to do two quick things. You guys know how this goes. Let's talk about the review of the week first and then the show sponsor and then we'll get right into it. The review of the week comes from Meg4745 and she says real with five stars. Maddie's podcasts always leave me feeling refreshed, inspired, and considering new perspectives. She brings to her interviews a sense of genuine curiosity and caring towards her guests. Her conversations open up a space for open, vulnerable discussion on how we can free ourselves from our own limitations and 
more fully live, love, and simply play. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you, Meg. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to write this review. And it means so much to me. The show's sponsor is Beauty Counter. This new, fresh partnership that I have created and cultivated and just really dove right into has been paying off immensely in my health, in my life, and my passions. Right now, as I'm recording this, the new moon is in Leo, which means there's tons of creativity going on. There's a lot of excitement, a lot of passion, a lot of new ideas and inspiration. I think it's no coincidence that at the same time I got started into Beauty Counter because I have this new direction in my life I'm interested in. I'm interested in what I'm putting on my body in a very healthy, loving way. There is no fear mongering. There is no obsession, no fearfulness around, oh, what am I putting on my body? Just love, just excitement, just interest, pure interest of how can I, how, how can I have a healthy body all the way around, 360. How can I influence my um, well-being in every way that I can with baby steps? And Beauty Counter was that for me, getting rid of the toxic uh, products I was putting on my face that I was absorbing, these products that are directly linked to cancer and infertility and hormone imbalances and learning disabilities in children and early getting early periods at the age of seven. All these things were absorbing it in our skin. And so Beauty Counter was a first step for me and I've created this partnership and I am proud to say that I am now consulting with them. So if you have any questions about the products, about cleaning up your skincare cabinet, if you want to start completely fresh, I have tons of recommendations. Today I would like to just point out Beauty Counter and it's wonderful work that they're doing and how transparent they are. Amazing skincare and beauty products. Just advising everyone switches to safer even if it's not beauty counter the main message of them the company of us is to switch to safer to find safer products to start using products that do not test on animals just becoming more ethical with what you're doing in your household i am ashamed to say that i wasn't even recycling nope I was not even recycling. I live alone. I am obsessed with aesthetics and I was scared about having a big blue bin in my apartment. Like stupid, stupid. I'm being vulnerable with you guys though. Like this is me. This is real me, not recycling. And recently as I've gotten more into being a little bit greener with my skincare and my health on the on the skin, um, I've turned greener in other ways. And having a recycling bin is one tiny step. And that has, I already feel just a lot more in alignment I guess I feel more aligned with myself because that used to be a huge value to me whenever I was in high school really young I was obsessed with being green in every way I could I let go of that somewhere along the way when I became absolutely obsessed with my body I guess around my deepest disordered eating days and and now recently I've picked that back up and I'm trying to find more ways to go green I've stopped using paper towels and it's surprisingly very easy to just use cloths um, and then recycling things and then being careful about what I'm putting on my body and being a little bit more aware of how often I how much water I'm using how often I'm showering how often I'm washing small batches of things versus being able to wash big batches of things so yeah it feels really good it's a new area that I'm investing more time in learning and researching and like I said in a a podcast a few podcasts ago I plan to do a whole episode on this but I don't want to do it too soon I want to make sure that I really invest time into studying as much as I can 
about um, this green way of living that I'm taking time to explore. But without further ado, um, if you do want to check out Beauty Counter, I do have a link to my Beauty Counter site on the show notes for this. If you are not on my show notes, it's beautycounter.com slash Madeline Moon. I would love if you went there, checked out things. And if you have personal questions, just let me know. I'd be happy to point you in the direction of the products that I think would be great for you to start out with if you're a minimalist, if you're not a minimalist, if you just want to get all of it. I'd love to help you with that. So let's now begin to talk about the four agreements, where to even begin. I don't even know. Um, So the four agreements are essentially principles. That's what they are. But I want to start this out in a place that Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. started this out that I didn't expect seeing, seeing to come. Right. I thought we were just going to dive right in, right into the four agreements. Um, but what the basis of what I really want you guys to understand in this podcast is that conditional love, conditional, not unconditional, conditional love where there are conditions in order to get love is the result of domestication. When I hear domestication, I always used to think of baking and going to the grocery store and cleaning like I just I never really understood exactly what domestication meant um so conditional love if you have a journal if you have some type of tool to to take notes I highly recommend you do because I'm going to give you a lot of the notes that I learned but conditional love is the result of domestication all right so domestication is essentially a system of reward and punishment and here is a wonderful example that he gave, but it's also an example that's going to apply to so many of you. When you were young and you were eating your dinner at the dinner table with your family and you were a kid, so you, you wanted to experience your ability to say no and to say yes, right? We have opinions even as children. We still have opinions. We're still real people. So if you have this food, this plate of food in front of you and you decide you don't want to eat anymore and your mom says, eat. And you said, no, I'm not hungry. No, thank you. They say, come on, eat. Because our mothers, our fathers, our grandparents, they, they want us to get nourishment, right? That is a pure loving desire of them. I'm not a parent. I don't know how difficult it must be to get your kids to actually eat whenever you don't, whenever they're not eating. But this is a great example of, how we start to learn domestication and um, conditional love. So you say no, parent says, eat, it's good for you. And you say no. And then the parent from the point A they started at was just wanting them to have nourishment turns over to point B where they just want control. They want to be able to control and do this. They want to make you eat the food. So they start to use different tactics thinking outside of the box. They say, child, sweet child of mine, Don't you understand that there are kids starving in Africa? They don't have any food. You're ungrateful. Eat your food. It's selfish not to eat this food. So then there's tactics, and then you feel bad. You feel bad that you're not eating this food, so you say, oh, okay. So you eat the food, and then you get a pat on the back. So you're punished if you're not eating. You're rewarded when you start to. And though, of course, the parent is not providing conditional love here there is still unconditional love in the heart of this parent duh but the way that the kid generally internalizes this is as conditional love oh no mommy daddy grandma doesn't love me if i don't eat or i'm selfish or i'm not a good catholic boy or i'm not a good christian girl oh no i need to be good i need to 
get the approval of my parents. I need to get the approval of God. Conditional love. That's what this is. All right? So as we get older, this dies off. Your parents stop using methods to get you to do things. They stop trying to turn your no's into yeses. But guess what doesn't stop? You. You continue because you are constantly having a dialogue with two different things within you. Your head, your mind, and your heart. Constant dialogue. Some people might call this the um, inner chatter of your mean girl or your mean guy. You have this inner chatter where your heart says, I want to do something, but then your mind says, no, you better not. Don't you dare. You cannot do that. What this really is, though, in the heart of it is domestication, is you're constantly trying to chase after unconditional love, but you only believe in conditional love deep down. And that's why you, most of us, many of us, have worthiness wounds we have to heal. We have worthiness wounds because we're afraid that if we're not doing X, then we don't get Y. We're afraid that if we don't check off these boxes, we're not going to receive love. And not only are you afraid on the outside of that, the external world, but you're afraid on the inside. And that's why you cope. You're so afraid of not being able to get love because in your mind it's conditional that this immense fear makes you need to cope. And that's where we create disorders. We create addictions. We create coping mechanisms that are destructing us not promoting a healthy happy life but tearing us down and in a sense this form of punishment almost makes us feel safe it's like if we're getting punished it's more domestication it's like okay i'm getting punished then i need to earn my love i need to keep working and so you turn to these destructive methods that are punishing you even more and you feel like the, the need to work even harder so it's a vicious cycle that it's very difficult to get out of Another thing that he talked about a lot is the, the free will. What is free will? Free will is the ability to say yes and to say no. And so what happened in that earlier example I was giving you is someone not respecting a no. And so when a child gives no and it doesn't seem valid or the parent or whoever doesn't respect the no, they turn to domestication to get a yes. They want to turn the no into the yes. And this is overstepping a boundary here because this is how we start to learn about conditional love. And you know what? When you have only conditional love for yourself, guess what you have to give? Conditional love. And this is an issue in relationships. The main fights we have in relationships is around who is going to domesticate who based on their own perception of what love is. So if you were raised believing love is one particular thing, in your relationships, you're very often not going to see the person you're in a relationship with because you're going to be so focused on domesticating them into what you want them to be. You punish them whenever they do something that doesn't match up to your ideals of a relationship. You reward them when they do. I am so guilty of this in my previous relationships punishing people through being passive aggressive, through shutting off, through um, just turning away or quote shunning them. I've once had someone say, you're shunning me, shunning them whenever I'm not getting what I want. And then whenever they do give me what I want, what I believe a relationship is supposed to be, 
I reward them with love or we have sex or whatever. Like I reward them. I make them feel good. I love them. I nourish them. I, I am soft and gentle to them. I step into my feminine, but whenever they don't give me what I want, I turn to my masculine, my hard, you know, the, the pure masculine is strong, right? That's beautiful. But I would turn into hard which is the ego-based masculine. Ego-based anything is hard, it's rigid. And that's what I would turn to to punish them. So if you're doing this, you never essentially see who the person actually is. You never love them for who they truly is. You morph them into what you think they should be with conditional love and with punishment and reward. So one of the things Don Miguel Ruiz will say is that the mind is a parasite. It's constantly judging you. So you have this inner dialogue happening between the thinking and the feeling via domestication. You might feel something and then domestication happens within yourself and you shame yourself. You try to work on something, but in a negative way where you are putting yourself down and punishing yourself, hoping you can finally get a reward if you just do better. If you could just do better. The only way you can get someone to turn their no into a yes, even if we're going back and talking about the mind, if you can just turn your no into a yes when you don't want to. So the only way you can get someone to turn a no into a yes when they don't really want to is to not respect their choice and to make them doubt themselves. So that's what people will do to each other, make them doubt their choices, overstep the boundary, domesticate. And a lot of times that's why we have trouble with believing ourselves because we doubt our own choices. We're so used to hearing people doubt us that we start to doubt ourselves as well. We are judging ourselves. And when we judge each other, we are domesticating each other. One of the other examples he gave was a great example of uh, Robert Downey Jr. when he was on Oprah. And Oprah asked him, like, how are you... How did you finally let go of drugs? He said, well, it was easy. It was simple. And she said, wait a minute. How do you mean it was easy and simple? You were in rehab so many different times. And he said, it was easy to let go of drugs when it was for me and not for others. When he finally did something for himself and he believed it and he wasn't doubting his choices, it was easy. Because he wasn't just doing it to, to make other people feel good because he was turning a, a no into a yes. He started to turn a no into a yes, yes to being clean for himself and not for others. All right, so let's get into the agreements. Number one of the agreements to be impeccable with your word. Say only what you mean. I love this. I love, love, love this. I'm responsible for what I say. I'm not responsible for what you hear. So be impeccable with your word and understand that you are very responsible for, for what you say, but you are not responsible for what people hear because people will hear things based on their own experiences. I could tell someone, I'm tired and I don't want to hang out today. Can we reschedule? I'm responsible for that. But if they hear, I'm tired, can we hang out later because I don't really want to see you or I don't really want to hang out with you and you're boring. If that's what they hear in their own minds because they made that up, that's up to them. It's not my job, responsibility. It's not my mission to control how they see something because the minute I try to get onto them and say, hey, that's not what I said. I, all I said is I want to hang out with a different day. That's me not respecting 
their choice, not respecting their capability to decide what they hear. This is a very mutual, all of this is very mutual. You have to understand you take responsibility for what you say, but you cannot take any responsibility past your fingertips. What other people do, what other people say, that is not within your control. How people perceive or hear what you say is not within your control. So be impeccable with your word, but don't take up the position or the job to also control other people's experience. Not being impeccable with your word means using your word to domesticate yourself as well. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make me feel inferior without my consent, and that's very true. You have the choice as well to feel inferior about something. That's your yes and your no. You are absolutely 100% responsible for that, and you deserve that experience, whatever experience you want. But I very much invite you to be impeccable with your word but also to yourself and also with how you perceive something. If you want to hear someone say something that they didn't literally say, well, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. If you still feel inferior, that is your choice and you gave that consent. Number two is don't take anything personally. This is the one I say all the time to my clients. I love this one. Like I said just a few seconds ago, you're, the, you're only in control to the tips of your fingers you're only in control if you reach your fingers out right now as far as they can go that's as far in control as you are so if someone says something the other day let me give a clear example the other day I was with someone and I they said something to me and it triggered something within me brought back an old memory that I didn't want to visit and I snapped at them said, I don't know. Stop asking me this question. I don't know. I don't know. Stop. And it was just out of my character. I'm normally a very calm, collected, bubbly person. And they asked me this question. And now, to be fair, they have asked this question a million times. And I've already said very politely leading up, please don't ask this anymore. Please don't ask this anymore. Then they asked again. And it's just, that's okay. They forget. And I kind of snapped. I was like, I don't know. Stop asking. And then this person responded with anger. They were mad. They did not like that I responded snippy. And there's responsibilities going on here within each one of us. For me, it is good for me to be impeccable with my word and be careful about how I say things. If I get a tone, like own up to it. I'm choosing this tone. Like I'm going to have to deal with the consequences. But what I would invite the other person to do in this scenario and what we talked about this afterwards was that please understand that this was about me the reason why I snapped it was not about you you did nothing wrong you just said something and I heard something else and I reacted poorly so if this happens again which it will we can both take responsibility here I will take responsibility to the tips of my fingers and you can as well so what I would love for this person to do is to take a second and remember it wasn't about him. It was about me. I snapped because of me. And I think this type of communication, it's not always perfect, of course, because I shouldn't be, I sh- shouldn't be snappy anyways, but that's a part of my, um, my dark goddess. Sometimes she snaps and I've got to own up to her and embrace her and welcome her at times. And hopefully the people I'm around well, understand that it's not about them if that ever happens. It's about me and what I'm dealing with. So don't take anything personally because a lot of things people hear, even if you didn't say them. If someone doesn't like your outfit, okay, 
don't take that personally. It's because they have their own stories. They have their own dark goddesses going on within them about particular clothes. Maybe their biggest fear is that if you don't wear the highest fashion, the biggest fear, you don't wear the highest fashion, then you're a loser. Some person picked up that message along the way in their life via domestication from another person in their life. That's not about you. It's about them. And you can't tell someone that they can't have an experience around that. That's their yes and no. But you also have your own yes and no. You have the capability of saying no to taking something personally or saying yes. If you want to take it personally, okay. But do it with radical responsibility. If someone makes a decision, if they decide they don't want to go to an outing or they decide they do or they don't want to partake in something you're putting on, respect their choice. Because the minute you don't respect their choice and you try to coerce them into doing what you want them to do, you are domesticating them. You are deciding, I know better than you do. I don't want you to make your own decisions, so I'm going to decide for you. And you begin to domesticate them. So let's end the age of domestication. Let's respect each other's no's and yeses by not taking it personally. Because you have your own no's and yeses. And if you're not respecting your own no's and yeses, you're not going to be respecting other people's no's and yeses. So you first have to start within yourself by using both of those. Stepping up, stepping into your power. If you don't want to do something, say no. If you do, say yes and be firm about it. Because if you're not firm about it and you cave into it or you fall prey to, to domesticating yourself and not respecting your no's, so you're always saying yes to everything and just being exhausted, then when someone else says no to you about something, you're going to freak out and you're going to take it personally. So in order to not take it personally, respect your own no's and yeses, and then you will begin to be able to respect other people's. Because when you get rid of having only conditional love for yourself and you start to have unconditional love for yourself, no matter what you do, you'll begin to have unconditional love for others and appreciate and respect them no matter if they give you a no or a yes. Number three is don't make assumptions. Oh yes, yeah, so good. I love that he, he described it in this way. He said that assumptions, so imagine a triangle. And if you have a missing piece, imagine a triangle, okay? So there's the line that is pointed upwards to the sky. And then there is the line that is horizontal on the ground. And then there is the opposite part of the triangle that's missing. It's a big question mark. So if you have information X that's pointing up, then you have information Y that's horizontal. You're going to fill in with your wildest assumptions what information Z is going to be. Those are your assumptions. So... If someone is out and about, they're your partner, let's say they're your partner and they're out and about and they always come home at a certain time and then one day they don't come home at a certain time and you start freaking out, you start making assumptions, they ha then you start looking at your text messages and you realize that they're texting different that day and then you call them and they don't answer and then your mind is racing because it's trying to figure out what happened, what went wrong, what are they doing? What are they doing? Are they cheating on you? Or are they breaking up with you? Do they hate you? You know, all these things, your mind is going to look for things to focus on and pinpoint and obsess over because the mind can be a parasite. It can latch on. It can distract your heart and it can give you crazy things to think about and obsess about. And that's what happens, especially with us perfectionists, because we're always looking to make things better and to pr improve. And we're also looking for ways that we are not great and we we don't have improvements being made or we have worthiness wounds so we don't feel like we're deserving of love and we're always fearful someone's going to leave us or cheat on us. So number three, don't make assumptions. You might not be able to be absolutely in control of these assumptions, 
So what I want to say is don't believe your assumptions. We believe assumptions when we say yes to them instead of no. You have the choice to have assumptions, sure. You also have the choice to say no to them. No, I will not believe that. I will wait until they get home. I will wait until I contact them and we have a conversation. I will not get carried away with this. You also have the choice to say yes and totally just fall into all of your assumptions. Imagine how many of your wounds, your greatest wounds, have started from an assumption. How many of your greatest fears have started from an assumption? I'm not adequate enough as a a woman because of my body. I'm not beautiful as a woman because of my body or smart or capable. No one will ever want me because of my body. That is the biggest bull honky ever. But also, it's a big assumption. Totally not made from fact. Totally made up in the mind. That is 120% an assumption that could steer the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, if you buy into that assumption, if you start saying it, speaking it, writing it, talking about it all the time, you will start to believe it. And then eventually, how many relationships are going to be ruined because self-sabotage? Because you're constantly not feeling like enough and you're constantly telling yourself you're not enough because of this assumption. See the importance of this? Really focus and concentrate on what assumptions you're making in your life that just flat out aren't true. What, what self-sabotaging is going on because of things that are being made up in your mind? You are allowed to have assumptions. Of course, you're allowed to say yes to believing them, but you're also allowed to say no to believing them. And I really hope you start to say no. Number four, always do your best. The key to enlight- enlightenment is effort. That's it. And your effort is going to change on a daily basis. Yesterday, I did my best, but my best wasn't, I didn't have that much energy to do a whole lot. And that was my best. So I got the things done that I could, but then I wanted to do my best in cuddling and I wanted to do my best in laying by the pool and I wanted to do my best in concentrating on a new Netflix show I'm watching called The Ozark. It's so good if you haven't seen it. But other days like today, it's Sunday and I woke up and my best was to get this podcast out. I had all this inspiration. I really wanted to do it. I knew it would take a lot of focus and I kind of was like, oh, I don't know if I feel like doing a podcast Sunday morning. It's my day to just relax, but like, my best, it was there. It was available. And so I just went for it. Always do your best. So Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. gave the example of him running a marathon. He ran 26 miles one day. He did his best every single day for a year leading up to that to train. And then this came and he did it. It was fantastic. And the next day he wanted to go for a quick little jog to get rid of lactic acid that was building up in his legs. And he said he could barely do a mile. So he ended up walking a mile. So one day his best was to do 26 miles of running in five hours. And the next day was one mile of walking around the neighborhood. But that was his best. That was his best. And when you start to have these measurements, literal measurements of what your best is, you start to get self-defeated. What I mean by that is if he ran 26 miles one day and that became a new literal standard, every day I need to run 26 miles now or I'm not great. You're not doing your best every day. You're doing this one best you did one day and you're assuming every day needs to be that same level of best. Now, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. If you have ever had body image, food, disordered eating, exercise addiction, you know what this is. You know that day you run a lot 
and then every day after that you obsess over the numbers you got to make sure you get seven miles you got to make sure you eat this many calories you got to make sure that your meals are perfectly timed you did it one day you got to do it the next day it's the new standard and if you don't do it you're a failure this stuff will eat you alive because every day is different with different levels of hormones and different desires, different moon cycles and different astrology is going on in the sky and different problems going on with our relationships and different health things are going on, different cravings we have. The environment is affecting us. The social media might affect you. One day you might need to just lay in bed and do nothing but read a chapter in your book and that's your best. But the next day you might be high energy going to PTA meetings and going to soccer practice and doing your own blog post and writing and journaling and having sex and you're just active. But that doesn't mean every day is going to look like that. So every day just do your best, whatever that means. The key to enlightenment is effort. The key to enlightenment is effort. Just give effort every day. And that's all that is required of you. So these principles, these, these agreements are agreements you make with yourself. They are not white or black. They are the ability to say yes and no. And what I invite you to do after listening to this podcast is to start using your no and start saying no to domestication to yourself and to others. How are you domesticating yourself? How are you giving yourself only conditional love? If you want to begin to improve your relationship and start to give your partner unconditional love and make them feel safe and loved, no matter what they do, if they mess up, they know you'll still, you'll still be there. You have to begin with unconditional love within yourself. Self-love, worthiness, understanding you are worthy and understanding that these wounds, this worthiness wound that you have, it was not created from birth. You learned it somewhere. Innocently enough, no one meant to make this happen within you. So forgive them and forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for saying yes to believing in unconditional love to begin with. That's where this all starts. Forgive yourself for saying yes for believing in it. And now start to say no to believing in it. And forgive the others that taught this to you because they were just doing what they thought was they were supposed to do or they were just doing what they were taught. They didn't know. They didn't know. But now you know. So use this information to to forgive yourself for saying yes and begin to say no and begin to use your no and to begin to develop unconditional love within yourself and to spread it to others. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want to get the show notes and the links to the four agreements and the link to Beauty Counter and the link to um, another book that I got from Don Miguel Ruiz, Ruiz um, Living a Life of Awareness, then I will make sure I include all of the links to that in the show notes for this episode 165. I hope you love this. If you want to share your thoughts with me, please leave a comment on the show notes for this episode or you can direct message me or contact me, email me, anything. Thanks, guys, for listening. We got an awesome episode set up for next week. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. See you there.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.